part six chapter eight of crime and punishment by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part six chapter eight when he went into sonya's room it was already getting dark all day sonya had been waiting for him in terrible anxiety dunya had been waiting with her she had come to her that morning remembering svidrigailov's words that sonya knew we will not describe the conversation in tears of the two girls and how friendly they became dunya gained one comfort at least from that interview that her brother would not be alone he had gone to her sonya first with his confession he had gone to her for human fellowship when he needed it she would go with him wherever fate might send him dunya did not ask but she knew it was so she looked at sonya almost with reverence and at first almost embarrassed her by it sonya was almost on the point of tears she felt herself on the contrary hardly worthy to look at dunya dunya's gracious image when she had bowed to her so attentively and respectfully at their first meeting in raskolnikov's room had remained in her mind as one of the fairest visions of her life dunya at last became impatient and leaving sonya went to her brother's room to await him there she kept thinking that he would come there first when she had gone sonya began to be tortured by the dread of his committing suicide and dunya too feared it but they had spent the day trying to persuade each other that that could not be and both were less anxious while they were together as soon as they parted each thought of nothing else sonya remembered how svidrigailov had said to her the day before that raskolnikov had two alternatives siberia or besides she knew his vanity his pride and his lack of faith is it possible that he has nothing but cowardice and fear of death to make him live she thought at last in despair meanwhile the sun was setting sonya was standing in dejection looking intently out of the window but from it she could see nothing but the unwhitewashed blank wall of the next house at last when she began to feel sure of his death he walked into the room she gave a cry of joy but looking carefully into his face she turned pale yes said raskolnikov smiling i have come for your cross sonya it was you told me to go to the crossroads why is it you are frightened now it's come to that sonya gazed at him astonished his tone seemed strange to her a cold shiver ran over her but in a moment she guessed that the tone and the words were a mask he spoke to her looking away as though to avoid meeting her eyes you see sonya i've decided that it will be better so there is one fact but it's a long story and there's no need to discuss it but do you know what angers me it annoys me that all those stupid brutish faces will be gaping at me directly pestering me with their stupid questions which i shall have to answer they'll point their fingers at me foo you know i'm not going to porfiry i'm sick of him i'd rather go to my friend the explosive lieutenant how i shall surprise him what a sensation i shall make but i must be cooler i've become too irritable of late you know i was nearly shaking my fist at my sister just now because she turned to take a last look at me it's a brutal state to be in ah what am i coming to well where are the crosses he seemed hardly to know what he was doing he could not stay still or concentrate his intention on anything his ideas seemed to gallop after one another he talked incoherently his hands trembled slightly without a word sonya took out of the drawer two crosses one of cypress wood and one of copper 
she made the sign of the cross over herself and over him and put the wooden cross on his neck it's the symbol of my taking up the cross he laughed as though i had not suffered much till now the wooden cross that is the peasant one the copper one that is lizaveta's you will wear yourself show me so she had it on at that moment i remember two things like these two a silver one and a little icon i threw them back on the old woman's neck those would be appropriate now really those are what i ought to put on now but i am talking nonsense and forgetting what matters i am somehow forgetful you see i have come to warn you sonya so that you may know that's all that's all i came for but i thought i had more to say you wanted me to go yourself well now i am going to prison and you'll have your wish well what are you crying for you too don't leave off oh how i hate it all but his feeling was stirred his heart ached as he looked at her why is she grieving too he thought to himself what am i to her why does she weep why is she looking after me like my mother or dunya she'll be my nurse cross yourself say at least one prayer sonya begged in a timid broken voice oh certainly as much as you like and sincerely sonya sincerely but he wanted to say something quite different he crossed himself several times sonya took up her shawl and put it over her head it was the green drop de dame shawl of which marmaladov had spoken the family shawl raskolnikov thought of that looking at it but he did not ask he began to feel himself that he was certainly forgetting things and was disgustingly agitated he was frightened at this he was suddenly struck too by the thought that sonya meant to go with him what are you doing where are you going stay here stay i'll go alone he cried in cowardly vexation and almost resentful he moved towards the door what's the use of going in procession he muttered going out sonya remained standing in the middle of the room he had not even said good-bye to her he had forgotten her a poignant and rebellious doubt surged in his heart was it right was it right all this he thought again as he went down the stairs couldn't he stop and retract it all and not go but still he went he felt suddenly once for all that he mustn't ask himself questions as he turned into the street he remembered that he had not said good-bye to sonya that he had left her in the middle of the room in her green shawl not daring to stir after he had shouted at her and he stopped short for a moment at the same instant another thought dawned upon him as though it had been lying in wait to strike him then why with what object did i go to her just now i told her on business on what business i had no sort of business to tell her i was going but where was the need do i love her no no i drove her away just now like a dog did i want her crosses oh how low i've sunk no i wanted her tears i wanted to see her terror to see how her heart ached i had to have something to cling to something to delay me some friendly face to see and i dared to believe in myself to dream of what i would do i am a beggarly contemptible wretch contemptible he walked along the canal bank and he had not much further to go but on reaching the bridge he stopped and turning out of his way along it went to the haymarket he looked eagerly to right and left gazed intently at every object and could not fix his attention on anything everything slipped away in another week another month i shall be driven in a prison van over this bridge how shall i look at the canal then i should like to remember this slipped into his mind look at this sign how shall i read those letters then it's written here campany 
that's a thing to remember that letter a and to look at it again in a month how shall i look at it then what shall i be feeling and thinking then how trivial it all must be what i am fretting about now of course it must all be interesting in its way <laughs> what am i thinking about i am becoming a baby i am showing off to myself why am i ashamed foo how people shove that fat man a german he must be who pushed against me does he know whom he pushed there's a peasant woman with a baby begging it's curious that she thinks me happier than she is i might give her something for the incongruity of it here's a five kopeck piece left in my pocket where did i get it here here take it my good woman god bless you the beggar chanted in a lachrymose voice he went into the haymarket it was distasteful very distasteful to be in a crowd but he walked just where he saw most people he would have given anything in the world to be alone but he knew himself that he would not have remained alone for a moment there was a man drunk and disorderly in the crowd he kept trying to dance and falling down there was a ring round him raskolnikov squeezed his way through the crowd stared for some minutes at the drunken man and suddenly gave a short jerky laugh a minute later he had forgotten him and did not see him though he still stared he moved away at last not remembering where he was but when he got into the middle of the square an emotion suddenly came over him overwhelming him body and mind he suddenly recalled sonya's words go to the crossroads bow down to the people kiss the earth for you have sinned against it too and say aloud to the whole world i am a murderer he trembled remembering that and the hopeless misery and anxiety of all that time especially of the last hours had weighed so heavily upon him that he positively clutched at the chance of this new unmixed complete sensation it came over him like a fit it was like a single spark kindled in his soul and spreading fire through him everything in him softened at once and the tears started into his eyes he fell to the earth on the spot he knelt down in the middle of the square bowed down to the earth and kissed that filthy earth with bliss and rapture he got up and bowed down a second time he's boozed a youth near him observed there was a roar of laughter he's going to jerusalem brothers and saying good-bye to his children and his country he's bowing down to all the world and kissing the great city of st petersburg and its pavement added a workman who was a little drunk quite a young man too observed a third and a gentleman someone observed soberly there's no knowing who's a gentleman and who isn't nowadays these exclamations and remarks checked raskolnikov and the words i am a murderer which were perhaps on the point of dropping from his lips died away he bore these remarks quietly however and without looking round he turned down a street leading to the police office he had a glimpse of something on the way which did not surprise him he had felt that it must be so the second time he bowed down in the haymarket he saw standing fifty paces from him on the left sonya she was hiding from him behind one of the wooden shanties in the market-place she had followed him then on his painful way raskolnikov at that moment felt and knew once for all that sonya was with him forever and would follow him to the ends of the earth wherever fate might take him it wrung his heart but he was just reaching the fatal place he went into the yard fairly resolutely he had to mount to the third story i shall be some time going up he thought he felt as though the fateful moment was still far off as though he had plenty of time left for consideration again the same rubbish the same eggshells lying about on the spiral stairs again the open doors of the flats 
again the same kitchens and the same fumes and stench coming from them raskolnikov had not been there since that day his legs were numb and gave way under him but still they moved forward he stopped for a moment to take breath to collect himself so as to enter like a man but why what for he wondered reflecting if i must drink the cup what difference does it make the more revolting the better he imagined for an instant the figure of the explosive lieutenant ilya petrovitch was he actually going to him couldn't he go to someone else to nikodim fomitch couldn't he turn back and go straight to nikodim fomitch's lodgings at least then it would be done privately no no to the explosive lieutenant if he must drink it drink it off at once turning cold and hardly conscious he opened the door of the office there were very few people in it this time only a house porter and a peasant the doorkeeper did not even peep out from behind his screen raskolnikov walked into the next room perhaps i still need not speak passed through his mind some sort of clerk not wearing a uniform was settling himself at a bureau to write in a corner another clerk was seating himself zamatov was not there nor of course nikodim fomitch no one in raskolnikov asked addressing the person at the bureau whom do you want ah not a sound was heard not a sight was seen but i sent the russian how does it go on in the fairy tale i've forgotten at your service a familiar voice cried suddenly raskolnikov shuddered the explosive lieutenant stood before him he had just come in from the third room it is the hand of fate thought raskolnikov why is he here you've come to see us what about cried ilya petrovitch he was obviously in an exceedingly good humour and perhaps a trifle exhilarated if it's on business you are rather early it's only a chance that i am here however i'll do what i can i must admit i what is it what is it excuse me footnote dostoevsky appears to have forgotten that it is after sunset and that the last time raskolnikov visited the police office at two in the afternoon he was reproached for coming too late translator End footnote. raskolnikov of course raskolnikov you didn't imagine i'd forgotten don't think i am like that rodion ro ro rodionovitch that's it isn't it rodion romanovitch yes yes of course rodion romanovitch i was just getting at it i made many inquiries about you i assure you i've been genuinely grieved since that since i behaved like that and it was explained to me afterwards that you were a literary man and a learned one too and so to say the first steps mercy on us what literary or scientific man does not begin by some originality of conduct my wife and i have the greatest respect for literature in my wife it's a genuine passion literature and art if only a man is a gentleman all the rest can be gained by talents learning good sense genius as for a hat well what does a hat matter i can buy a hat as easily as i can a bun but what's under the hat what the hat covers i can't buy that i was even meaning to come and apologize to you but thought maybe you'd uh, but i am forgetting to ask you is there anything you want really i hear your family have come yes my mother and sister i've even had the honour and happiness of meeting your sister a highly cultivated and charming person i confess i was sorry i got so hot with you there it is but as for my looking suspiciously at your fainting fit that affair has been cleared up splendidly bigotry and fanaticism i understand your indignation perhaps you are changing your lodging on account of your family's arriving no i only looked in 
i came to ask i thought i thought that i should find zametov here oh yes of course you've made friends i heard well no zametov is not here yes we've lost zametov he's not been here since yesterday he quarrelled with everyone on leaving in the rudest way he is a feather-headed youngster that's all one might have expected something from him but there you know what they are our brilliant young men he wanted to go in for some examination but it's only to talk and boast about it it will go no further than that of course it's a very different matter with you or mr razumihin there your friend your career is an intellectual one and you won't be deterred by failure for you one may say all the attractions of life nihil est you are an ascetic a monk a hermit a book a pen behind your ear a learned research that's where your spirit soars i am the same way myself have you read livingstone's travels no oh i have there are a great many nihilists about nowadays you know and indeed it is not to be wondered at what sort of days are they i ask you but we thought you were not a nihilist of course answer me openly openly no believe me you can speak openly to me as you would to yourself official duty is one thing but you are thinking i meant to say friendship is quite another no you're wrong it's not friendship but the feeling of a man and a citizen the feeling of humanity and of love for the almighty i may be an official but i am always bound to feel myself a man and a citizen you were asking about zametov zametov will make a scandal in the french style in a house of bad reputation over a glass of champagne that's all your zametov is good for while well, i'm perhaps so to speak burning with devotion and lofty feelings and besides i have rank consequence a post i am married and have children i fulfil the duties of a man and a citizen but who is he may i ask i appeal to you as a man ennobled by education then these midwives too have become extraordinarily numerous raskolnikov raised his eyebrows inquiringly the words of ilya petrovitch who had obviously been dining were for the most part a stream of empty sounds for him but some of them he understood he looked at him inquiringly not knowing how it would end i mean those crop-headed wenches the talkative ilya petrovitch continued midwives is my name for them i think it a very satisfactory one <laughs> they go to the academy study anatomy if i fall ill am i to send for a young lady to treat me what do you say <laughs> ilya petrovitch laughed quite pleased with his own wit it's an immoderate zeal for education but once you're educated that's enough why abuse it why insult honourable people as that scoundrel zametov does why did he insult me i ask you look at these suicides too how common they are you can't fancy people spend their last half-penny and kill themselves boys and girls and old people only this morning we heard about a gentleman who had just come to town neil pavlitch i say what was the name of that gentleman who shot himself sridrigailov someone answered from the other room with drowsy listlessness raskolnikov started sridrigailov sridrigailov has shot himself he cried what do you know sridrigailov yes i knew him he hadn't been here long yes that's so he had lost his wife was a man of reckless habits and all of a sudden shot himself and in such a shocking way he left in his notebook a few words that he dies in full possession of his faculties and that no one is to blame for his death he had money they say how did you come to know him i was acquainted my sister was governess in his family bah 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 then no doubt you can tell us something about him you had no suspicion 
i saw him yesterday he was drinking wine i knew nothing raskolnikov felt as though something had fallen on him and was stifling him you've turned pale again it's so stuffy here yes i must go muttered raskolnikov excuse my troubling you oh not at all as often as you like it's a pleasure to see you and i am glad to say so ilya petrovitch held out his hand i only wanted i came to see zamatov i understand i understand and it's a pleasure to see you i am very glad good-bye raskolnikov smiled he went out he reeled he was overtaken with giddiness and did not know what he was doing he began going down the stairs supporting himself with his right hand against the wall he fancied that a porter pushed past him on his way upstairs to the police office that a dog in the lower story kept up a shrill barking and that a woman flung a rolling-pin at it and shouted he went down and out into the yard there not far from the entrance stood sonya pale and horror-stricken she looked wildly at him he stood still before her there was a look of poignant agony of despair in her face she clasped her hands his lips worked in an ugly meaningless smile he stood still a minute grinned and went back to the police office ilya petrovitch had sat down and was rummaging among some papers before him stood the same peasant who had pushed by on the stairs hello back again have you left something behind what's the matter raskolnikov with white lips and staring eyes came slowly nearer he walked right to the table leaned his hand on it tried to say something but could not only incoherent sounds were audible you are feeling ill a chair here sit down some water raskolnikov dropped on to a chair but he kept his eyes fixed on the face of ilya petrovitch which expressed unpleasant surprise both looked at one another for a minute and waited water was brought it was i began raskolnikov drink some water raskolnikov refused the water with his hand and softly and brokenly but distinctly said it was i killed the old pawnbroker woman and her sister lizaveta with an axe and robbed them ilya petrovitch opened his mouth people ran up on all sides raskolnikov repeated his statement End of part six, chapter eight. Recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.